Hi, my name is Jamie, and I am a depressed optimist. After years of having a bad attitude, I decided that I wanted to at least try and change that. While I don't have it all figured out, this is an opportunity to come along with me as I make my way. On this podcast, I'll get a little personal, a little emotional, and a little analytical so that I can have hope, get shit done, and find happiness. Because today is as good as any other. Hi everyone, it's Jamie. I am here without a guest. I am by myself. And today I'm going to be tackling a topic that is really close to me that I would probably say is going to be one of the most serious topics that I've covered here on Today is Good. Since it's a lot, I figured that I would just start by asking the question that got me started on this episode. That question is... Who was I before I started taking hormonal birth control? The answer to that is quite complicated, hence the necessity for an entire podcast episode about it, because really, I'm not sure who I was before I started taking hormonal birth control. I guess the best way to answer that question is to say that I was a kid. I was still growing into my personhood, both emotionally and physically. I wasn't deeply depressed, but to be fair, I don't ever remember being distinctly happy at that age either. And for a really long time in my adult life, I've tried to figure out a lot of things about myself, about birth control, about being a woman and growing into being an adult woman. And my process of figuring out some of those things, though I don't claim to have all of the answers, has led me both personally and intellectually to not looking favorably upon hormonal birth control. And before I go any further, I am going to stop and say that I am not here to preach to anybody. I am not here to tell you what to do. But what I'm also not here to do is simply share my story into the void. And I'm also not here to simply share my story at all. Because while I am going to be speaking from personal experience, because I believe that it is relevant, I'm also going to be speaking from extensive research, scientific evidence, and in a lot of places, I guess, political and humanistic philosophy about bodily autonomy. Because I think that a lot of places in the conversation about hormonal birth control, specifically as it applies to really young women, are not nuanced enough. And as much as we can say that we need to be speaking from hard scientific evidence and examining facts and examining studies, we also need to be listening to the voices of young women and allowing them to come forward and speak out about things that are relevant to them and explore themselves, their feelings, their bodies in ways that make them feel comfortable. I am pro-choice and I think that that also needs to apply to letting women be fully informed when they're making decisions about medications that they're taking. I think that being pro-choice is a part of the conversation about birth control, not just abortions. So with all of that being said, I think that it's relevant to talk a little bit about my personal experiences being on hormonal birth control. So I, like many young women, went on birth control when I was 14. My mother was there, she sat in the room with me at my very first gynecologist appointment, and at that very first appointment when I was not sexually active, I was prescribed 
hormonal birth control. I was put on the pill at the age of 14 for a couple of reasons, mainly because due to having an eating disorder, I had lost my period and I had not had a period in about a year prior to that appointment. So that was the main reason that I was prescribed this medication was in order to regulate my cycle or I guess in more accurate terms, bring my cycle back. But in addition to those things, I was told a number of different details about what the pill would do for me and how it would affect my life and my body in a positive way. I was told that it would help me get rid of acne, which at the time I was actually too young to have. I hadn't really started to develop any kind of skin issues, which is interesting because um, when you listen to some of my other episodes of this podcast, I have a lot of emphasis on skincare because I did later in my life struggle with hormonal acne. But at the time, I was told that it would help me not have acne, that it would possibly help control my moods, that it would possibly help control cramps if I had a menstrual cycle that was painful, and a number of other things. So I started taking the pill and I was on my merry way. Shortly after that, I became sexually active. So every time I visited the gynecologist after that, when she asked me the question if I was sexually active, I answered her honestly because I have a relationship with my mom and with my family that was pretty sex positive, so I didn't feel the need to hide that fact from the adults in my life. But when I was 17, I started to sort of question why I had been taking this medication for so long. Because when it began, I wasn't sexually active and it was used to treat something that had since gone away. I was not struggling at the time with eating disorder-related symptoms of any kind, and I realized as I went to the gynecologist for my annual appointment that was really close to my 18th birthday, hey, I'm an adult woman now with an adult body. I have been on birth control for so many years. I wonder what it would be like if I went off of it. So when I asked my gynecologist this, she said no. Just like that straight up, she just told me, no, you can't go off of the pill. And I said, okay, why? And she told me, your age group is the highest at risk for teen pregnancy and unplanned pregnancy. I'm not going to take you off the pill. I said, okay. And I didn't really think about it again until I was 19 and I had begun to get a little bit more into holistic health, into caring a little bit more and being more intentional about what I put into my body. And I went to the doctor again and I said, hey, I would really like to go off of the pill. I don't think that I need to be putting it into my body. And this time she told me, while you're still in the age group that is highest at risk for unplanned pregnancy, are you still sexually active? I said, yes. However, I plan to be responsible and use condoms when I'm having sex that could get me pregnant. And she said, no, again. So I left and I was unsatisfied and I was still taking this medication that I was not comfortable with anymore. Finally, at the age of 21, I began to be a little bit fed up with being so intentional about everything that I put into my body and still taking this medication that truly I didn't know if it was good for me. I had struggled for a long time, probably since that time of being 17 and asking permission from my doctor to go off of this medication with wondering if 
all of these things that I was experiencing, be they good or bad, were results of puberty or the pill because I had been on it for so long with no breaks in between that I had no idea what my body was actually like without it in its natural state. So without even scheduling an appointment, I called my doctor and I said, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm no longer going to be taking this medication. Do I need to stop it at the end of the pack or can I stop it right away? They told me to wait till the end of the pack, so I did, and then I stopped taking the pill. And even in now talking about that experience, I have the urge to say, oh, that might be kind of radical that I did that. But really, I don't think that it is because it's not a medication that was medically necessary for me. And I was an adult person with bodily autonomy of my own, so really I was allowed to stop taking it. I didn't need anyone's permission. And when I stopped taking it, I experienced a lot of changes. So first I think it's important to talk about what my body was like while I was on the pill. All these things that I thought were really normal. First, I had hormonal acne that I thought would get even worse if I went off the pill because I had been told, oh, the pill makes your skin better. So this is the best that your skin can get. So I was dealing with this acne with my skin being really bad and I really hated it. I also had a heavy but very regular period. I had cramps that were often really painful, but I did know exactly when my period was going to come every single month. I mean, to the hour I knew when my period was going to come. And I think one of the most difficult things to grapple with about my experience of being on the pill is that for all of those years, I struggled with some of the worst depression that I had ever had in my entire life. I was pretty miserable. There was something that felt wrong about me, both psychologically and physiologically, and it wasn't just that weird teenagerdom because I experienced it well into college, basically until I went off of the pill. My depression was so bad that I was prescribed additional medication to treat that depression, which turned into an even worse experience that I'm not going to get into right now. But suffice it to say that the pill really caused a lot of weirdness. However, when I went off of the pill, I immediately became happier. And I know it wasn't a placebo effect because it took me quite a while to notice that that had been the catalyst in making me happier. It was only when I went back eight months later and did the math about what was going on in my life and some of the changes that I had made at that time that I realized, oh my god, I went off the pill and immediately my depression got so much better. In addition to that, my acne began to clear up and I did experience irregular periods, but I don't think that that is as big of a problem as it's often made out to be, and I'm going to tell you why in this episode. But before we get into that, I really do want to think about this retrospect. I now realize that I could have said, no, I'm not going to take this medication anymore. I now realize that just because this person was my doctor doesn't mean that she was in charge of me or that I needed her permission to do something. But the point is that I didn't know that then. I didn't know it at 17. I still wasn't sure at 19, and I certainly didn't know it at 14. 
I was repeatedly told that it wasn't my decision and that the experiences that I was having within my own body or simply the desire to know more about my body were invalid and scientifically proven wrong. But of course, I and so many other women are having these symptoms or were having these symptoms. And there's no way that that can be scientifically proven wrong. These are things that are happening to real women. Like, I remember sitting in my gynecologist's office telling her that I feel depressed. I want to know what's going on with my body. I want to try out my life without this. And she would tell me, well, it's actually scientifically proven that birth control will improve all of these things about your body, not make them worse. And nine out of every 10 women who go off the pill go right back on it immediately within four months of stopping. And of course, the classic, your age group is the highest risk for unplanned pregnancy, so no, I'm not going to take you off of the pill. And guess what? For the most part, I was a teenage girl and she was a medical professional, so how was I supposed to know that I had any option not to believe her? It was actually quite jarring when I read so many staggering statistics and stories about young women being put on birth control and experiencing so many adverse effects from it, because those statistics were about me too. I was 14, and I think that 14 is too young to make a decision like that. Most of these statistics involve women as young as 12 years old. I struggle to even call them women because really they're kids. 12 is certainly too young to make decisions like that, especially if you have a doctor and parents telling you in an authoritative way that you need to be taking this medication. And this, again, may sound a bit radical, but I believe that birth control is a medication for adults. Unless it's otherwise medically necessary, I think that giving it to children, especially ones who aren't even sexually active, is ill-advised. I'm going to reiterate a fact from before. Girls as young as 12 are being put on birth control for no medical reason, no practical reason. However, even though birth control is supposed to be a medication for preventing pregnancies and perhaps correcting other medical problems, the main reasons that doctors and other medical professionals push birth control for not just young women, but women of all ages, is that it is a period stabilizer, which means that it makes your menstrual cycle come at a very specific time every single month, that it clears up skin, helps cramps, controls your weight, controls your mood, and other hormonal reasons. And because teen pregnancy is a real issue and teens aren't always honest with their doctors about whether they are sexually active. So I want to break down why none of these reasons are good enough to warrant giving an otherwise healthy growing girl birth control. First, we'll address its use as a period stabilizer. Teaching girls from a young age that their body needs to run like a perfect clock is harmful and misleading. There is actually no scientific support behind the idea that having a perfectly timed menstrual cycle is necessary for or even indicative of perfect health. People's bodies are not 
machines. And we shouldn't try to push the idea that there's anything wrong with your body if you don't have a cycle that comes exactly on time every month. Many perfectly healthy adults with periods don't experience perfect timing and that's totally okay. But perhaps most importantly, Research shows that variation is what characterizes a normal adolescent menstrual cycle. Girls that young are not supposed to have a perfectly regular cycle, even if one day they will grow into one. So not only is it okay, but it's actually healthy if as a teen, especially a young teen, your period doesn't come at the exact same time, which makes sense because you're still growing. So why are we trying to push the idea that it should? So now to address its use as a hormonal controller, let's say, when it comes to acne, weight control, cramps, moods, etc. I feel like there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, I don't know why we should be telling girls that anything about their bodies is wrong and that it needs to be controlled. And I mean that about when your menstrual cycle comes, and I also mean that about things like your mood and your weight, especially when you're still growing. Like, if a teenage girl has acne, that doesn't mean that we need to pop her pills immediately to fix it, because let's face it, plenty of teenagers have acne. It's called puberty. And that's the thing. It's puberty. So many girls, just like me, weren't able to tell if their bodies and their minds and moods and emotions were growing into things like depression and anxiety or other general discomfort or if it was the pill. When kids are growing, it's a gentle time and we don't need to be pumping them full of hormones that might disrupt that process or make it even more difficult for them. I think that if there's any chance at all that giving kids birth control is going to make their adolescence or teenage years more difficult on them, I say don't do it. Don't take that risk. And birth control can have long-lasting effects on those things. Studies have found that women who used birth control pills as teenagers were up to three times more likely to experience depression as adults compared to women who started taking the pill as adults or who never took it at all. I feel really lucky that I didn't experience longer-lasting impacts considering how young I started and how long I was on that medication. Because honestly, when I was that young, I didn't realize what I was getting myself into when I said yes to taking that pill. Because maybe while I did arguably need it for a short time for medical reasons, I, just like so many other young people, don't need to be told that there is something wrong or that I need to control my body or that I can be improved upon by taking some added hormone. And the last note that I'll say on this is the fact that a lot of doctors say that it can help you control your weight, and I think that that's really fatphobic, but did you really need me to tell you that? And of course, the last reason why so many young girls are prescribed and kept on birth control from a very young age is that they are statistically at a higher risk for unplanned pregnancies. I have a lot to say about this, especially because this was one of the reasons that I was told that I was not allowed to go off of birth control. First and foremost, if doctors are willing to prescribe girls a medication that's intended for adults, they must be willing to treat them like adults by believing them in what they say about their bodies, their habits, and their lives. Any doctor should trust what their patient has to say. 
This is the nature of self-reporting. It is the only tool that doctors have to understand what a patient is experiencing when they're not in their presence. And in most every other instance, it's trusted without question. The same standards should apply to young girls. I think that this should go without saying. If a girl says that she isn't having sex, believe her. Believe that if she changes her mind, she'll be responsible with her decisions. And perhaps if she is having sex but doesn't feel safe telling the adults in her life, consider that there might be other concerns worth worrying about. For example, why doesn't she feel safe? But on a more practical note, prescribing birth control for this reason often doesn't work in this population, even when the intended purpose is for contraception. Specifically, in girls ages 15 to 18, studies show that hormonal contraception is used imperfectly in this population, with estimates that 10 to 15% of adolescents on hormonal contraception still get pregnant, even though the pill is at its highest estimated only to have a 4% failure rate. So that means that the pill in this population is more likely to be used imperfectly. I personally think that the kind of teen or adolescent girl who is most likely to take her birth control consistently and responsibly is one who feels motivated to be on it because it was a decision that she made for herself or because she knows that it will benefit her by improving her quality of life somehow. For example, if she's on it for a medical reason that helps her not be in pain all the time. Furthermore, if a doctor doesn't trust a teen girl not to run off and get pregnant on her own, why does that doctor think that she's responsible enough to remember to take a pill at the same time every single day for the rest of forever? I really think that the logic is flawed there and needs some re-examination. Honestly, I used to not think about my birth control at all until I realized that it could be the thing that was making me feel awful on so many levels. At the end of the day, we can't ever be sure what medications like that are doing to our bodies, and that fact is amplified when it comes to bodies that are still growing, changing, and developing. And if we're getting even more candid, I pretty recently, but not for that long of a time, held the kind of radical position that birth control shouldn't be legal for people under the age of 18 unless it was medically necessary. But like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I began to examine my feelings around abortion and being pro-choice and the fact that sometimes altering your hormones are necessary for mental and physical health for people under the age of 18. I think that offering types of hormone therapy to trans kids is a really good example of ways that we need to do that. But I think the biggest difference here is the fact that so many young people who are being put on birth control are people who aren't asking for it. They're people who haven't expressed any desire for it. And they're being told that it will improve their quality of life or that it'll fix things that are inherently broken about their bodies rather than inquiring about it themselves for reasons that are relevant to them in their lives. What I think is that we need to immediately stop pushing birth control on young women who don't need it. We need to stop convincing them that their bodies are in need of regulation, that they're not trustworthy, and that there's something wrong with them. On a more personal level, I don't think that anybody at any age should be taking a medication that has the potential to mess that badly with so many of our body's functions unless there's a real reason for it. Birth control has never in its history been studied or examined enough to be considered safe for use, and I personally never plan to take it again. 
That being said, I respect the opinion and autonomy of adult people who choose to take birth control because it truly does improve their quality of life and it makes them feel better in their own bodies. I actually had a conversation with a friend recently who had a similar experience to me, but in the opposite direction, in the sense that she had been on birth control for a really long time and then went off of it as an adult to see what her body was like, but experienced a lot of pain and mood swings and acne and things that were unfavorable to her. So she went back on the pill and felt a lot better. And as an adult woman, that was her choice to make. It was her educated and informed decision that she had the power and autonomy to make. At the end of the day, it should be each woman's choice whether she takes this medication. But I don't believe that young teens are able to properly consent. I think that if an older teen makes the decision to go on it, it should be fully her decision. I think that she needs to be the person who brings it to her parents or her doctor or any other trusted adult. And with that, I think that she needs to be properly educated about the risks of possibly going on birth control. I think that it should be a neutral conversation that errs on the side of cautionary. And I say that about older teens because, using myself as an example, I was sexually active as an older teen. But going back to this wide age range, we are seeing girls getting put on birth control, like I said, as young as 12. A lot of these statistical studies have to look at a large sample size of people. And the fact that there's enough young teenage girls on birth control to supply that sample size is honestly kind of scary. We are seeing girls go on birth control before they are old enough to consent to sex. And I don't know about you, but I think that's pretty backwards. So if you're a parent, I urge you to do research and to really use discretion when thinking about what kind of medications you want to encourage your teenage girls or children to take. And if you're a teenage girl, use that same discretion. Know that you have power over your own body and you have the right to say no to anything that makes you uncomfortable. We are beginning to have a really great conversation and dialogue being opened up around consent. And I think that that should also extend to what you put inside of your body. And lastly, if you're a person who has been on birth control for a long time like I was, I just want to say that it is never too late to get to know your body. It is never too late to make that decision to go off of the pill just to see what it's like because maybe you'll have the experience that I had and it'll open up a whole new world of being able to feel happy and being able to have clear skin or maybe you might have some adverse effect you'll realize that you liked being on the pill and you'll go back on it a month later but now you know for sure i think that it's an act of learning about yourself i think that it's an act of self-care in getting to know your own body which i think is something that everybody deserves returning back to the question of who i was before birth control I still can't say for sure, but I'm beginning to think or maybe just hope that it's a similar person to who I am after birth control. And that is a woman who is lively, happy, who respects herself and knows that she deserves respect from others and who feels at home in her own body.
thank you so much for listening to what I guess I would call my more refined rant about birth control. If you'd like some more resources, academic sources, and scientific studies, you can find them all in the podcast description. I've done a lot of research for this episode. Every statistic and fact that I mentioned are backed up by a credible source. So thank you so much for joining me today. Namaste. Namaste.